Hello, welcome back. Uh, first and foremost, I am still playing around with this new setup, so please let me know how the sound is. I know I've been using this microphone for a few different videos on different channels, and I've had some positive and some negative feedback, and it's different every time. I am still kind of like learning, um, but let me know, let me know. Only positive things. No, I'm joking. I really do want to know. <laughs> um, I think part of it is I need to be further away from the microphone because when I get up close, it's difficult to listen to. So today I want to talk about, um, well, a couple of different things. So one of the things I want to talk about was a question that I received. In fact, let me find it. It was a comment on a recent vlog and, um, when I saw it, I was like, okay, we've got to talk about this in a podcast episode because I'm going to talk about this in a vlog, pretty much saying exactly the same thing that I'm going to say here. But I wanted to make, um, I wanted to like kind of put it out in a different podcast episode. Oh, okay. She is, she's responded since I last um, kind of responded to her message. So she said, this is a message from, or a comment from Nikki. She said, I'm diagnosed ADHD and find schedules and routines difficult. You seem to do so much wonderful things and I am wondering how you have time for it all. Could you share your weekly schedule? How do you manage the various YouTube channels, podcasts, Instagrams, meeting friends while working and being a mom? Genuine question. And I completely appreciate the genuine question because so many people are um, passive aggressive and sarcastic on the internet. Um, I, I didn't take it that way at all, Nikki. But I completely understand why you would ask me that question because I am forever saying I am, I believe, I am undiagnosed ADHD, but I really do identify with so many of the symptoms, it's bananas. And yet, yes, I do get a lot of things done. So I wanted to kind of clarify for those of you, partially those of you who are listening, who um, have something similar and you're like, oh, I feel like I'm not ever doing anything. Partially for those of you maybe like naysayers who are like, she couldn't possibly have ADHD because she does so much. So this has been something that's come up over the years. I will complain that I've got nothing done. Oh, you know, I've not got anything done today. I feel so unproductive. And there will always be a small group of um, little cheerleaders, and I appreciate you all, who will leave me a comment saying, you've done loads. Like you've you've done all of these things in this vlog, in this day, but you're not seeing it because it's not something, it's kind of like either invisible work or something that you didn't intend to do or something that wasn't on your to-do list. And so you're not seeing that you got something done that day. Um, and that's totally true. So for example, something that Nikki's put on this list is seeing my friends. That's not productive. I wouldn't put that on my list of like, oh, I got that done. That's not something that's must do that this week. Um, but it is something that I managed to get done last week. And so it was a good use of my time would probably be a better way of putting it uh, than being productive. So I do do a lot of things. I just don't see it that way in my mind. In my mind, I'm so unproductive. I'm never doing enough. And uh, my to-do list is always unfinished. Uh, yesterday, I sat down and was like, oh my God, there's so many things, so many things. For example, I had a basket of clothes next to my bed that I had uh, washed and dried two weeks ago, maybe even three weeks ago. They've just been there and I've been adding to that basket ever since and I have not put those clothes away. And it's just been bothering me. And every day I go to bed and I look at the pile of clothes and I say, tomorrow, 
tomorrow I'm going to put those clothes away. And every day I get into bed and I look at those clothes and I say, didn't do it today. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow. Yesterday, I finally put them away. It happens occasionally. My dad used to refer to this as me, or it might be my mum, I can't remember. Don't want to credit one of them when it was the other, but one of my parents used to um, refer to me as mocking myself out. So I would, <laughs> I would allow, and this is still the same as an adult, I allow my mess and disorganisation to get to a certain level and then I can't live with it anymore and I have like a mad organising and cleaning spree and everything is then tidy for like a couple of days and then steadily it stacks back up again. And that basically is my entire life. That is perfect example or perfect analogy of how I live my life. I allow things to get to a certain level of chaos and then I organise myself. But I can't ever stay on a level. I can't ever stay, okay, I'm gonna be this organised. This is gonna be my schedule this week and every other week. If you look at my content, I will think, oh, this is it. I found, I found, this is how it works for me. This is the right schedule for me. Monday, I'm going to do this and I'll be super productive. I'll make loads of videos. I'll make loads of reels. I'll do podcasts. I'll make whatever, loads and loads, like write blog posts. And I'm thinking, this is it. It's the beginning of my new life. I am going to be able to stick to this schedule. This totally works. This was easy. It works for me. I'm going to be able to do this for the entire of 2023. The week after, Monday comes along and I'm like, not motivated at all. Can't be bothered. And I'm like, hmm maybe I can do it all in Tuesday like maybe today I could just watch Grey's Anatomy and play on my switch maybe that's what I could do and I'll allow myself the day off and then Tuesday is manic and then I'm overwhelmed and stressed because I didn't do anything on Monday so I've left myself with everything to do on Tuesday so rather than get you know what I can get done done I'll get nothing done because all day I'm so stressed out and I'm so overwhelmed by everything in my mind that's swirling around like, oh my God, there's so much stuff, two days of, of stuff worth to, to do in one day and oh, and then tomorrow I've got to actually start my day job and I'm not going to have any time to do any of these things. And I, I end up just kind of spinning out and not doing anything and then right at the very last minute, probably an hour before the school run, I'll film and edit a video and just be like, oh, well, okay, I'll just one evening after work, I'll film and edit another video and then I let it go. That is how my life is one week, super productive, amazing, this is going to be the new me. The next week, nothing. It all hinges on motivation. So with regards to me setting up a brand new channel, which I don't think I had done, had I done this last week? I can't remember. I've set up a brand new channel for gaming. I've thought about doing this for ages and there've been a couple of like stumbling blocks, a couple of like um, barriers to entry, I would call them, as to why I hadn't done this yet. And um, I just kind of like had a moment of, listen, just do it. I found some equipment, it's relatively inexpensive, just do it and worst case scenario, you don't enjoy it. But at least you've tried and it'll be like a fun little project to do. I can't have a fun little project. I can't have like a relaxed, just, you know, this will be cool to do as a bit of a side hobby. No, if I'm interested in something, I'm all in. It is all of my time, all of my energy, all of my thoughts go to this one thing that I'm interested in, in this moment. It's all I want to do. Preferably, I would just stop doing everything else in my life and I would only film gaming content until I was bored of it. That is how my mind would like 
for my life to be right now because that is what I'm super hyper focused on. My friend Karen at Christmas time, probably like November, she said, I'd like to start doing this thing where I make candles. Would you like to do it with me? I'm like, yes. I've always liked the idea of that. I'd like to be able to, um, maybe we'll do like concrete pots and we'll make them ourselves and it'll be a really cool thing to do together and we'll have this little business. And I knew enough about myself that November last year, I was not in a good place. And I said to her, I really wanna do this, but I can't do it right now because if I do it right now, I will be all in. I, all my time, all my money, all my energy, everything will go to this thing. I will wanna do it, wanna do it, wanna do it at the detriment to everything else, which was already kind of being pushed down because I wasn't in a good headspace mentally. I didn't really have the bandwidth just for life. And so that felt like a growth moment for me because I said, I really do want to do this, but this isn't a good time. But additionally, if we do this now, while you've piqued my interest and I've got this little hyper-focus reel in my mind, we will do it for six weeks and then I will never want to do it again. Because I really do want to do it, I said, let's just take our time, let's do our research, maybe spring, summer next year, we'll really get into it and maybe be able to launch by Christmas. And so that's what we're going to do. But I know this about myself. Unfortunately, as with so many of our little personality quirks, it doesn't matter that you know this about yourself. It doesn't matter that you know anything. Like if it's a, a real quirk, a real kind of personality trait, I don't want to say flaw, but you know, the things that we struggle with, it's still going to happen and you're still going to have to deal with it. It's just that you, maybe you're going to give yourself a little bit of break. I'm not as hard on myself as I used to be. I just recognise the patterns. I recognise the behaviours. And so, for example, with the gaming thing, I'm like, forcing myself to, you've got to stop that now and you've got to do your other things. You're not allowed to just hyper-focus on this thing that you're interested in. You have got to like divert some of that motivation to do your regular stuff as well. Because at the end of this little hyper-focus moment, you're going to be really angry that you let that die. And so I can I can see from the outside how you might see someone like me and think, how is she doing so much stuff? How is she getting all these things done? But it's not, it's not through organization. It's not through even healthy behaviors. I will do things at all the wrong times. I will, uh, I mean, I was editing till two o'clock in the morning the other day. Um, Lee was asleep and I was still editing. Last night I was up really late. He went to bed without me, which is unusual. We don't like to make a habit of that because I was still editing and doing some like internet stuff. Um, I just have energy at different times of day. Whereas in the morning, I mean, on Sunday morning, Mother's Day, you want to get up early. You want to spend time with your children. I slept till 11.30 and Lee had to wake me up because I was so tired, I felt like it was six o'clock in the morning, honestly. I didn't even wake up when I was like really refreshed. I was so tired. He woke me up at 11.30 because we were going for lunch. We went for lunch, I came back, slept for another two and a half hours or so on the sofa when I should have been doing something else. I had other things I had to do on Sunday besides actually spend time with my family and celebrate Mother's Day. So I do not have it all together. I do not have anything together really anything that has happened for me is luck really um a lot of my strange personality quirks have been positives i i don't feel 
super negative about any of these things anymore. I used to, but these days I feel like, as the comment that Nikki left, because I kind of explained everything that I've just explained in a paragraph, and she said, I love that your superpower is just being human too. And that's completely true. But more so than that, it's not even just being human. I am chaotic. I used the word manic in a video not that long ago and someone took real offence um, and said, you know, that's it's not okay to use that word. And I said, listen, I understand where you're coming from, but that is... Well, partially I was using the word because it's been used to describe me in a disparaging way. And so I was kind of like taking it back and and making it like, well, yeah, I am, and I'm cool with that. But also I do believe that that is, that is the kind of behavior that sometimes I'm displaying. It's manic, and it's not something that's in my control, and sometimes it's not a positive thing. Um, but at the same time, there are positive aspects of strange, strange, my behaviors, because I also can get a lot of stuff done. And I'll be super, super productive. I'll go on a streak and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. I love it, I love it, I love it. I'm gonna do it all day long. I'm gonna just put out as much as possible. And then the next week, nothing at all. It makes this internet thing quite difficult because consistency is key. And I am the most inconsistent person you will ever meet in your entire life. I cannot keep a level of motivation or interest in anything. It just reel up and down. So I'm really enjoying um, starting this brand new channel because it is, well, it's, it's, it's serving multiple purposes for me, but one of them is uh, rediscovering my joy for YouTube because what I'm doing on um, that new channel is there's no ads. There's, um, it's just for the joy of it. It's just, I really am enjoying it. I'm playing around with editing. I'm playing around with different setups. I'm literally playing games, but there is nothing financial going on over there. Whereas everywhere else, everything is monetized. Um, it, it's not, you can't see from the outside how much money someone is making. Um, it obviously ebbs and flows. I've been on YouTube for 13 years and I've seen some huge roller coasters of money. And those, those amounts do not directly correlate with views, subscribers, anything. None of it. I've had some of my largest payouts from videos from really low views and some really low payouts from really high views. It's so bizarre. You could never guess how much anyone is making on YouTube. N never. So there's no financial part in this new thing that I'm trying. Eventually there might be, but right now there isn't. And I'm kind of rediscovering that original joy of YouTube because there are definitely days where I think, I don't wanna make a video. Like I'm not, I wanna stay in bed all day. I don't wanna make a video, but this is self-employment and I have to. If I don't make a video, because plenty of people will say, oh, don't feel like you need to make a video for us. And I really appreciate that. But this is actually my part-time job. I have a part-time day job and this is my part-time job. It's become a part-time job. This is money that I now, I'm used to seeing come in. I, I have to make a video in order to see a return on that time. It's not that I necessarily need the money from YouTube, but I need the money from YouTube to justify working part-time. Because if I am not seeing any kind of return, then... 
I should really just be working full time and this should be like a little thing that I do at the weekend. Whereas if I see return, then I can still justify keeping these channels. I can still justify keeping my hours. It's a much larger picture. It's like a much, it's a much bigger issue than that. Um, but I've been really, it kind of, it's not even just kind of rediscovering so much as reminiscing about what it was that was so enjoyable about starting out in the first place. I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, and was it not for my chaotic personality, I probably wouldn't have randomly one Saturday night been like, I'm going to order all of these things. And then by Sunday, I had a channel. It's not planned. It's not organised. I do not have my shit together. Can't overstate it enough. So I just came off a um, counselling call. I've got some counselling through my work. I do have NHS counselling planned I'm waiting for the reminder because I don't have it in my diary so it could happen at any time. I mentioned in a vlog I missed my first counselling call with the NHS uh, because I had my phone on do not disturb. So I had to wait another six weeks. So 12 weeks total it will be for my first NHS call. Uh, I was talking to someone at work and they said we've actually got some access to counselling. They gave me the referral information and I've had two counselling sessions. This is totally the difference between NHS and private and God save the NHS but there is a huge difference in service, understandably. Uh, and so I've had two sessions so far and in the session today some stuff came out of this session that honestly blew my mind. I One of the big things that I was expecting to come out of it was, because uh, last week she said maybe have a little think about what you really want to get from these sessions. Um, and I really did think about it and I thought probably the big thing for me from what we talked about last week was I would like to put less value on what other people think. And this isn't like YouTube specific, this is just general. So one of the things we talked about was I can't really advocate for myself in... Um, like a, a doctor's office in a in a medical situation. If someone says, you know, why are you here? I'll be like, oh, well, you know, and I always try and make them feel comfortable. I don't want to complain. I don't want to make um, a big deal of anything. And so often I'm di dismissed. It's not even necessarily the doctor's fault because I'm making less of a situation because I don't want to make more of it. I want to make everyone feel comfortable. And I need to put less emphasis on how they're feeling and more on my own issues because I'm there for a reason. This is something I've struggled with for a super long time. I can't live like this much longer. I'm here to get help. So I really need to advocate for myself. So she was saying, maybe, you know, that would be a good thing to work on. I mean, there's so many facets of that in my life. Just being so, so hyper aware of how everybody else is feeling and wanting to manage everybody else's feelings and everybody else's emotions more than worrying about my own. So we decided that when I do go back, I'm gonna take my husband because he won't take no for an answer. If they say no when I ask for what I want, I'll just be like, okay, that's fine. And then I'll go home and cry. If I take my husband, he will push and he'll say, no, you need to do this. We've done our research. This is something that needs to happen. I mentioned about the ADHD referral in the last podcast episode and a couple people left comments saying uh, they have reached out to me separately, like directly on Instagram, but they said as well in a comment, it makes them so cross because it's not true that you can't get referred on the NHS over 18. You can, 
um, ask for a referral to Psychiatry UK through Right to Choose. So I am, I've got an appointment in about four weeks time. I'm going to do a lot of research on this. I'm going to go in fully, like I'm talking to you and I'm like, I'm anxious just thinking about having to make the, the phone call, having to make Having, having to, in that appointment, say, this is what I want. And it's like, mm, I'm anxious just thinking about it. And so I do feel more confident because I'm going to take my husband and he will be like, this is what we need. And I'm just like, oh no, confrontation, I hate it so much. Uh, so hopefully that will be uh, a positive thing. Um, but another thing that came up that really blew my mind, and I'm certain that at some point someone has probably um, armchair diagnosed me with this because, you know, when you're on the internet putting out what I put out, which is literally all of my life uh, for 13 years, I have been diagnosed with all kinds of things, loads of different things. I mean, when I was about 29 and I dyed my hair pink, um, people said I was having a midlife crisis. So, you know, some things you take with a pinch of salt. Uh, for a long time I ignored people who said I had ADHD and that went on for years and then one day someone said you know there is like a hyper fixation part of this where you're like hyper focused and that like opened up the whole thing because I was like I can focus on something for a long time I don't have ADHD and once I learned about hyper focus I started actually reading about it and was like this explains my entire life um but Something that often crosses over with ADHD, which I had never in my life considered, never come up ever, um, was chronic fatigue. Chronic fatigue by another name is Emmy. She said chronic fatigue and I was like, mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she started talking about all the different symptoms and I'm thinking, yeah, that's kind of crazy. And then she said, Emmy, tears. Tears. Because I'm like, what? What are you saying to me right now? Because I knew what Emmy was. And then she started talking about the different symptoms and she said, get on Google and just type this in. And I, there's so much. There's a lot of crossover with ADHD. A lot of people who have ADHD also have chronic fatigue and vice versa. I mean, obviously. Um, but a lot of the symptoms that I have gone to the doctors with over the years, if you put all the symptoms together... It's like you just put all my symptoms together and created one thing. There's been loads and loads of things that people have said, maybe it's this, maybe it's that. And I've looked and gone, oh, well, I don't really have, I think I've got every single symptom of chronic fatigue. And the really weird thing is yesterday, my daughter mentioned chronic fatigue. I don't think I've ever really mentioned or heard anyone mention it before. Um, and she mentioned it yesterday, like in passing. And she said, uh, oh, well, you know how people say they've got chronic fatigue? Well, everyone's kind of tired. And I said, the kind of tiredness I'm feeling right now, I said, I don't think I've got chronic fatigue. But like, uh, like I, I gave the example of, you know, I'm anxious, but I haven't got an anxiety disorder. It's a difference. Um, and I said, I don't think I've got chronic fatigue, but the kind of tiredness I'm experiencing right now, like I said, about Sunday when I was, had to be woken up at 11.30 on a Sunday, only because my alarm didn't go off, but that's by the by. And then I still slept a few hours in the afternoon. I slept fine that night. So this is abnormal. And I said, I don't know if it's like, maybe the anxiety and depression, I don't know. But if people are living like this, then I absolutely believe that chronic fatigue is a thing. And I was talking to her about this, like, 
this is like separate to me. If someone had these symptoms, I would take them really seriously. And this was kind of the point that my counselor was making. I can't advocate for myself. I don't feel comfortable saying, this is a problem that I am struggling with. I need help. But if I took my symptoms outside of my body and you said, there's this person who's struggling with these various things, I'd be like, oh my God, right, let's help this person. But if it's me, I don't feel that way. It's interesting. I'm going to keep you um, posted on kind of as, as I go through the process because I know, I mean, I love oversharing. I have some merch coming. I have some merch coming. I think you're going to really like it. In fact, I feel like this entire podcast is, um, <laughs> uh, it really wraps up almost all of the merch that I'm making. I've got some little slogans and stuff. I'm really excited about it. Um, but I do finally have some, some new merch coming and it's very, very relevant to what we've just been talking about. Uh, but I love to overshare and I've talked to death about this anyway, that it's not been a great thing for me over the years because I've overshared and then you get, you know, opinions. I don't always love other people's opinions. Um, it's not always easy, especially when you're feeling in a little bit of a delicate mental state. It's not easy to hear other people just basically talking shit about you. It's hard, but I remember in those times why I'm sharing it in the first place, partly because the sharing of it actually helps me. This is like talk therapy. Talking things through, it's like journaling. This is a benefit to me. This portion of it is a benefit. I also know it's a benefit to a lot of you because I get so many people message me on Instagram saying, oh my God, that episode, people are finding episodes that I did like last year. They all feel so self-indulgent. It's just me talking about me. That's it. But my very favorite content to consume is interviews. People talking about their lives, interviews, autobiographies, all that stuff. That is my favorite kind of content. I listen to audiobooks, I listen to podcasts. I'm so fascinated by people. And so although it feels self-indulgent because I'm just complaining about my tiny little life and who cares, it's basically the same thing. And I know that it helps some people to hear that other people are going through the same exact things that they're going through and they're not alone. But also you hear, but also my verbal tick of the episode, you hear about something and you go, oh my God, that's me. And maybe that helps you in the same way that this counselling session helped me. Maybe I don't have any. We'll, we'll find out. I don't even know if there's a definitive test. But that was, it just kind of broke something open and I went, oh my God. Oh my actual God. And she said, you absolutely have to make an appointment, get referred. She said that it's very difficult with the ME thing, but the ADHD, you absolutely need to push for this referral. You might have to wait six months, a year, but you've already waited this long get on that list, get referred and tell me next week, you know, that you did those things. And I'm gonna 100% take my husband because I am like, okay, no problem, no problem. Um, so yeah, thanks so much for listening. Thanks so much for watching the YouTube component of this. I am uh, gonna keep you posted, like I say. And if you wanna come and chat with me privately, uh, my Instagram DMs are always open. And I will respond, I promise. I promise, I promise. I will see you next time.